0: YoMTG Taps is proudly sponsored by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day. Use promo code Yo5 to get 5% off your next order. YoMTG Taps is also sponsored by CardHorder.com, our go to source for magic online singles. Be sure to check out the CardHorder Loan Program, a flexible, affordable way to play many decks online. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Yo! MTG Taps. I'm Joey Pasco
1: And I'm Big Head Joe.
0: And uh, we've got a packed episode for you all today. Uh, we've got Throne of Eldrains previews, so like that's, that's the big news. Um, it's preview season officially starting today. It is September 9th. We did get a uh, kind of a... First look at some cards last week, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, Wizards had a, a streaming event and uh, made some announcements about some future sets. We're going to talk about that and uh, some other cool news. Um, and I think that's that's going to be the the bulk of our content today. So, um, so yeah, changed uh, to historic, right? That's part of their announcements too. So, I guess um, so
1: yeah, I guess so. That is all part of one big. En- I always I feel like the Theros up. Oh, I. <laughs> Well, giving it away What's right off the Theros? top um i feel like that the set upcoming sets announcement is separate from the so i keep thinking of them as separate things
0: right right. well um, yeah it's it's separate information but it is an announcement so it falls <laughs> into that category right. um
1: announcements 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 so
0: yeah it's like the picture of gaius Harold. like isn't that the, the the card from like uh planer yeah, Planar Chaos. No, not Planar Chaos. Plane Shift. <laughs> they would always put, like, announcing, and it would be, like, the, the artwork from Gaius Herald. Um, and that, that would be, like, the their their thing on Wizards on Daily MTG for when they made announcements. But they've kind of ditched that, I think, in the last few years since it's, like, a 20-year-old card. It's a farmer's um, worst
1: enemy. A clever sheep. But you um, will not get that reference. Don't worry.
0: Nope. Don't get it. Don't worry.
1: Uh, so... First things first, this announcement, right, Uh, for the new sets. So I think everyone's really ignoring the first announcement because everyone's so excited about the last one. Um,
0: I have no idea what the announcements were. I just heard there were announcements, so you're just going to have to tell me.
1: Oh, okay. So um, they announced that we are going back to Theros – for our next set coming out in the uh, – I guess it's the winter, yeah? Right, so, right. So the winter set is going to be Theros Beyond Death. And I have to say that logo is really cool. <laughs> it's like
0: – Yeah, it's like the faces kind of.
1: Yeah, it's like a face that... with like a, some sort of crown behind it. It looks really neat actually. Um, and then for quarter two, that that'll be the spring set. We've got Ikoria or Ikoria, right? I don't know right. how to pronounce it. But it's what it is. It's core Ikor- I'm going to pronounce it from now on Ikoria because that's what I want to pronounce it as. So, sounds good to me. Ikoria la- Lair of Behemoths. That sounds like a big announcement. And then in the summer, we've got Corset 2021. So they haven't abandoned Corsets again yet because they will eventually. And then um, the, the fall set, which I think is the biggest announcement for everybody, is Zendikar Rising. So, first of all, I. Th- no, this isn't. This is the second time we've returned to a plane for the third time, right? Because we returned to Ravnica and then Twice. returned to yeah. return to Ravnica. Right. right. So, this will be the second plane, you know, besides like Dominaria that we've returned to by name three different times.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. And um, I think that makes sense because Zendikar was also like a hugely popular set and plane, and so it kind of makes sense that they they kind of want to go back and revisit it.
1: I think so too And I think another thing And I I didn't feel this way so much But apparently the general consensus is Battle for Zendikar kind of sucked like, yeah. I keep hearing people go, well, they, they feel like they got to redeem themselves and get Zendikar right. And I'm like, when did they get it wrong? I don't know. I liked Battle for Zendikar. I loved that. Right. Um, so like
0: you played more during that time. That was around when I was like barely playing, uh, especially standard. Like I think I was building modern. Yeah, um, I played a but... ton
1: of that drafts. Like, I played so much Zendikar draft with Zandy. And mm-hmm. with the guild mages, like, I played so much Zendikar draft. Um, or as I feel like I played so much Zendikar draft. Um, and I liked it, you know? I liked that set. I mean, it was tough, you know? But I was drafting with some really talented players. So it yeah. felt tough to me because I was playing against tough players. Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't know what it felt like, really, to to draft that super casually, I guess. or to I, I don't know. And I, I don't know if it was a reflection on standard or what. But people just don't have good feelings about battle for Zendikar.
0: yeah, and that was news to me too so like you're you're reflecting the same thing that that I'm hearing. like I started seeing those same kind of comments and I'm like, oh, I guess people didn't like battle for Zendikar but um, but okay, yeah like uh, if that's if that's why we're going back, that's fine with me because I loved original Zendikar and uh, if they are going to try to outdo themselves i'm all for that you know <laughs> like right. on, you know outdo themselves on the last zendikar set uh battle for zendikar that's fine and um on that topic i know we're kind of working backwards a little bit because that's the furthest away but i do feel like um you know uh saffron olive from mtg goldfish mentioned he thought this was a perfect place to put fetch lands because right uh, for a couple reasons like f- first of all Players love fetch lands. Like people want their fetch lands. They want them for modern. They need them for modern in a lot of cases. And this is a great place to put them in a standard set. It's going to sell the set. Uh, it's going to make the, the fetch lands more affordable and, you know, get them into players' hands that don't have them. That's going to feed modern, which is great. Uh, I believe at that point, that's the set that will push out the shock lands. Right. Uh, So we're not fetching shock, so it's not going to be modern mana bases. So at that point, it's fetching basic lands or some of these, uh, which we assume, we're we're presuming are going to be a cycle from uh, from Throne of Eldraine because we have a a preview card, Witch's Cottage, that is a swamp, right? And we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but that's a fetchable effect right so like the first thing i saw we'll talk about that it's 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 a non-basic land but it is swamp so uh it will be fetchable if that's a cycle that's something it can fetch up that's kind of cool um there's just a lot of lot of good reasons to put fetch lands in the set and i'm not sure what uh, other than the shuffling thing i don't see why uh which people say that wizards doesn't like to put too many shuffle effects nobody
1: shuffles anywhere. everybody shuffles on arena so
0: that's right. It's arena. So whatever.
1: <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I'm
0: really hoping that that's that, that he's right about that.
1: Here's what I'm saying. They based on again, based on a lot of the reactions I've seen online, they mm-hmm. better put Fetchlands lands in Zendikar <laughs> Rising because you know what? We are the worst. OK, magic players are the worst. You know, somebody we yell, bring me the prime minister. And then immediately Wizards opens the door and in walks the prime minister. We go, not that quickly. And they have to shut the door and push him back out. <laughs> you know, like it's like, you know, it's like, oh, we got exactly what we want, but it wasn't enough. Go away. Like, um, so I feel like you're a absolutely lot, right. <laughs> I feel like a lot of. Yeah, Joey's like, my second free sheet of foils was also bent. What are you going to do for me to resolve this? Uh, We sent you two free things. What, you want a third free thing? um...
0: So just to be clear, it was damaged. I had a photo. Uh, I didn't ask for another one, but I did – post on it twitter like well my second one damaged no it but wasn't i i don't know what to expect out of out of these you know i got the, the free sheet, like
1: all at once for free forever that's what we want i mean like yeah. no everybody's no, you're right. like i want to play ma- i want to play modern okay get fe- get fetchlands i don't want fetchlands well you better reprint them it's like okay <laughs> we'll reprint them well uh Okay, like so now, like, but everyone goes, We'll find a way. Everybody was so mad, and I think that's part of the thing is everybody was mad when Battle didn't have a reprint of Fetchlands. And I think that a lot of the bad feelings stand from, but my money, though, you know what I mean? Like, and Mm -hmm. I get it because I don't want to spend money on Fetchlands, they're expensive. But, you know, everybody wanted this thing and they didn't get it exactly how they wanted and they were super mad about it. Um, So I don't know. They better put them in there, because otherwise you're just going to have the same debacle all over again. You know, even if the set is great, everyone's going to complain because they didn't get mm-hmm. free money. Um, now, going all the way back to Theros, I want to say that I feel like now, right now, I guess right now, maybe two weeks before this announcement, would have been the best time to buy your Allied, uh, allied Color Scrylands. Um, oh, because really. they guarantee they're in Theros beyond death. Yeah. I mean, like, they put out the enemy ones over the summer, and I saw that they were putting out Theros Skylands and immediately ordered a place under the green-red ones, and then right. I was like, oh, whoops, and then, so now they announced Theros. I'm like, well, great, I've got four lands down. There we you know go. what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and I, you, and
0: know, that, you bring up a really good, like, you're, you're illustrating a point that I was going to make, which is, um, you know, in 2005, we had Ravnica, and they introduced Shocklands, and right. then in, in 2012, we went we returned to Ravnica, and they brought back the Shocklands. And in 2009, we had Zendikar with the Fetchlands. Now it was the enemy Fetches because the original ones were in Onslaught, uh, um, yeah, Onslaught Block. Right. Uh, but generally, you think Zendikar, you think Fetchlands, you think Fetchlands, you think Zendikar, and they didn't put them. You, you go back, you go to battle for Zendikar, and people are like Fetchlands, and it's like no. <laughs> so they weren't. You know, the, it was like they they kind of broke their expectations there, and now you're bringing up like the Theros lands, the the temples which were in Theros block, and you're you're expecting it right? Like it's like we have these, we're returning to these planes. We're expecting to have these lands back, and they did give us uh, the Allied color color fetches in uh, the the cons uh, of Tarkir block. So they did give us fetch lands again in another right. block. But uh, but yeah, I do feel like there's something to be said for these lands that are. They can be named as generically as you want. You know, Scalding Tarn could be anywhere, but we're still going to associate that with – with uh, well, we're going to associate Scalding Tarn with Zendikar. We're going to associate these lands with the plane that we're on. So when we go back to that plane, we're expecting to see those lands. I, th- I think that's – I don't think that's a crazy expectation. It's and they not an unreasonable sort, expectation. Yeah, they set themselves so happens- up for it too.
1: It just so happens that those locations are worth 20 bucks a pop. You know what right. I mean? But those locations are in the plane you're going to. If you're going to that plane, how are you just passing by the Scalding Tarn? You know, it's like, well, I right. we just want to look at that. I don't really need to see Temple of Abandon on this trip. You right. know what I mean? like <laughs>
0: That's true, right? They're supposed to there, be though, there. They're there. You yeah. Know?
1: it's on the way to the temple of malady you know what i mean like you have to pass by it there's nothing you can do (laughs) yeah so purely from a from a flavor standpoint yeah you know like we have an expectation that we're going to this plane oh cool we're gonna see the eiffel tower we're in paris you know what i mean like heck yeah i always want to check out even if i don't want to go up climb up it you know
0: right it's there at least
1: i'm gonna go past the eiffel tower and go you know snap the eiffel tower you know like there it is you know maybe next time i'll visit yeah, so, and you I know, think you, know, uh, you don't expect to show up at Paris, and then the Eiffel Tower isn't there. You're exactly. Like, oh, next time, next time we'll see the Eiffel Tower. Well, I'm in right. Paris though.
0: There was so- a building in the way. We <laughs> we stayed in this one spot, and we couldn't see the Eiffel Tower from there. <laughs> and so that's where we're going for this particular set. Um, right. <laughs> so, like, you're speaking of like expectations. Uh, Theros Beyond Death. I mean, by calling it Beyond Death, I think there's a lot of implication here that Elspeth will return because
1: he is zombie Elspeth.
0: Yeah. I mean, we lost Elspeth in Theros uh, last story. time, and now we're going to Theros's underworld, um, which makes total sense in terms of like the, the Greek God, you know, Greek mythology kind of thing. It's awesome that we're going to have like an underworld themed set. I wonder if it's going to skew like towards black, kind of like Torn. Are we going to get a
1: reprint of chains of Mephistopheles or what?
0: I mean, who knows? <laughs> I-, I would say probably not, but you know, <laughs> It's possible, but I, I think I'm more. I I'd put my my money more on on a, an Elspeth return uh, or something to do with Elspeth. I don't really yep. know, you know, any specifics. But that was that was something. I think Elspeth has been one of the most popular planeswalkers, so it was kind of interesting to to have her uh, her die, and then you know, it's like, well, yeah, we're done with Elspeth. Hopefully not. So, yep. That's that's something now players are expecting. So bring bring us the prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and we'll let you know what you did wrong. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I, I love I love that we're I they kind of really just dropped a ton of information uh, on yes. us at one time. So
1: we could call Wizards the gap band cuz they dropped the bomb on me.
0: Okay. Is that is that some kind of it's a millennial it's
1: a song. thing? It's a song. It's a <laughs> 70s like fun. you dropped the bomb on me. But uh
0: <laughs>
1: Jesus Joey.
0: So the it's funny like, <laughs> we're, so we're talking about Theros. We're going back to Theros, right? We're excited. Ikoria, we really don't know much about other than it's a, like a monster theme set and something about building your own yeah, it monster.
1: Better village. have Land of War Behemoth or I'm out.
0: Yeah. Is that the Prime Minister of the set?
1: Because it says Layer of Behemoths. So.
0: Yeah, well, it has to have all. It has to reprint every behemoth in Magic. Every behemoth in we Magic. We have that expectation has set is set because you know it's the Layer of the Behemoths. <laughs> uh, we can just skip over that because we really don't know much more other than right. uh, Mark Rosewater saying there's some way to build your own monster. So it's got some kind of crazy mechanic that I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see what it is, but since we have no other information, I can't it's really just uh,
1: be like BFM, like left and right.
0: It's gonna be yeah, yeah, exactly. Just big, big what is it, big furry monster? Is that what it was?
1: Yeah. Sure, that's just, what it stands
0: the, for. The the entire set is just half like half cards. Uh, that you have to yeah. you have to assemble. Like we reprinted it's Tundra, but you need two cards for it. You need an island and a plains.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then you have Tundra. Uh,
1: that's but, how they've um, justified it all these years. Yeah, they He's figured got out island a Island and plains. I mean, it's the same thing.
0: Right. Exactly. And this makes two mana. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's better than tundra. So uh, after that, Corset <laughs> 2021, 20, 20, uh,
1: You kind Won't of have a lightning bolt, but anyway, go on.
0: So so speaking of tundra, right? The way that they they presented Corset twenty twenty one is it's centered around Teferi. so um, that is, I mean, to me. Um, that's just – Teferi the set is incredibly exciting. Um, even even the little uh, – the, the set logo, the set symbol is Teferi's puzzle box.
1: So nice. I didn't even think about that. Wow. It is
0: like so cool. So like you know how – like uh, Corset 2020 was uh, Chandra themed. I thought so it
1: was still just based we, around So now we've got Teferi. the Teferi
0: theme set. And so I'm I, – I mean obviously the whole set isn't just blue-white, but we're going to have a lot of cool blue-white cards I imagine or maybe – uh, you know, depending on how they want to print it. Because Teferi has been just printed as a blue card before, so it could, you know, they can they can do that. Uh.
1: So you're telling me there's about a negative, however much percent chance of them actually banning Teferi before Corset 2021? Got it. All right, well, at least we have that <laughs> expectation now.
0: <laughs>
1: we know that marketing is way more important than gameplay at the end of the day, and the goodness- they have already both you know, posted a whole set based around Teferi. They're not gonna go, Teferi's too strong, we're gonna ban it.
0: <laughs> Maybe they'll ban it and unban it for a month like they did <laughs> at the end of August. They are just like, Oh look, Teferi's unbanned just right, to hang around with Corset standard uh for a month and then you know <laughs>
1: Corset twenty twenty wasn't based around uh, Ferocidon, which as of last night was still banned on Arena.
0: Oh I think I think wait a minute. Oh that's weird. Wait, I thought it was banned in Best of One and not not best of
1: three. Oh, that's what it is i only ever play best of one duh okay <laughs> that makes sense i was building for best of one because like you know you go on the thing and you hit click and you know whatever it, like you based on what you have picked
0: oh that's what happened or okay. maybe if
1: i added a sideboard card it would have been a best of three i don't know i don't know but for whatever reason when i went to build i, did, I it wasn't specifically best of one but i did forget that you know what I mean? Like, I did forget that it was banned in Best of One. It just still showed up red and said yeah. banned in Standard, but I don't remember if it said Best of One or Best of Three or what.
0: Well, I can speak from experience in terms of Nexus of Fate because it looks like it's showing you, like, an alert that, hey, this card or there's a, this deck has a banned card in it. So it's not telling you you can't play it. It's just kind of giving you a heads up that something's up with this deck. You can't play with it in all formats so i mean that oh, okay. i think that's kind of what happened with nexus of fate too so uh i'm guessing it's a similar situation i don't have any it on so i don't know oh, but just i'm magic assuming magic
1: arena effective date september 4th so it should have been unbanned already
0: yeah okay. i was gonna say like was september 4th yesterday like i looked at my watch because i'm like well, what day is it um so anyway those are those are like the big announcements of the upcoming year so uh I don't know if this was like I'm happy they announced them, but it's weird because everybody here, here's me c- telling them they they brought the prime minister out too quickly. But they <laughs> they're like Throne of Eldraine, we're gonna get you so excited for it. Also, here's what's coming up in the next year, and I'm like, oh, next year, next year, next year. What's that set come, called that's coming out in like four weeks? What is? I don't care. Bring me back to Theros. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm already done <laughs> past Throne of Eldraine. I, I don't. I'm, I'm kidding, but not all the way kidding. I, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm You're probably like at that. Give me time
1: to be excited about Throne of Like, yeah.
0: Like they could have st- announced this. They, sh- they. I think they could have announced it like a month <laughs> not from that now.
1: Quickly. Not that not quickly. Literally. <laughs> literally <laughs> like, seriously. Literally, just not that quickly. The prime. But minister. I didn't ask for the prime minister yet. Though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you know, I'm just saying. I'm saying it's fine. <laughs> I'm. I'm just, I'm just. I just can't wait for these other sets. I'm so excited about these other sets that I'm sort of like. I lost a lot of the you know excitement I had for Throne of Eldraine because I'm just already looking ahead um, to the potential right. of a Teferi set coming in eleven months, you know. <laughs> <Like>, yup. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so that's that's the you know the stuff going on next year. And now, I guess we can talk about some things that are happening in the next few weeks or now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, do you want to? You want to jump into the, the throne stuff, or do you want to? I know you had uh, something to say about arena, and since we were just talking oh, yeah. about arena, did you want to? So
1: bring well, that? I'm going to talk about historic. Uh, but yeah, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at first, I wanted to um, just kind of mention, like, so going back a few episodes here, um, I was talking about how arena didn't feel the same as paper magic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, how I was feeling like you know it is and again, I I, I feel bad for using this language because it sounded like I was gatekeeping, Um, but I was saying that it didn't feel like real magic to me, Mm -hmm. you know, and to kind of expand a little bit more on what I meant by that is that playing on Arena feels passive to me. So, like, when you have, like, a match-three game on your phone, you know, you're matching, 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 you could be, like, doing something else, you know? You could be, like listening to a song or, like, reading a book and then, like, kind of pick up your thing and kind of play a little bit and put it down, play a little bit, put it down. And, like, that's a very passive game experience. You know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. really, like, interacting with the game. And I feel like, and again, I don't... I can't necessarily say this is a, a, an arena problem, but it's a me problem on arena, is that I feel like I play arena very passively. Like, if I get into a match where I can't win... Sometimes I'll be like, Oh, I can just, you know, play three more spells so I can get a goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where that's not playing magic. That's literally just clicking a button to make a thing happen so that you get a reward. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like Pavlov's dog or something or whatever I mean, they call it. It really that.
0: is. It's exactly <laughs> you know? what it's doing. Um,
1: yeah, so so like and, and and playing in person and just and just I don't know. The way I approach magic is is, feels more active and it's definitely more it's objectively more active when you're going to an event in person sitting down in front of another human being talking to them playing cards interacting with them you know it's mm-hmm. literally active um and there are ways to make arena feel less passive like I feel like if I were to stream more I would enjoy it more because it would feel more active because I'd be interacting with somebody you know what I mean right. and, and kind of talking through things and kind of understanding what I'm doing rather than just passively smashing buttons. Right. You know? Um, And maybe, like, you know, playing against people I know and going on Discord chat. Like, there's a lot of ways. If Magic, if Arena feels passive to you, I feel like there's a lot of ways to make it feel more active. Mm -hmm. And because I'm not someone to entirely dismiss something because of a feeling I have, usually I'll try to figure out I don't try to blame other external forces on things. I try to figure out what I can do to improve my experience in sure. life in general, and this expands to arena. You know, I feel like I need to find better ways to make arena feel more active to me. Yeah, you know. So that's kind of. So, so I don't want to dwell on that too much longer. But that's kind of where I'm at with that, that thought. And I am honestly just desperately waiting for rotation because standard just feels super stale right now, and I have no interest in playing it. Right. Um, so I'm just kind of clinging <laughs> to like, I don't want to feel like I'm disinterested in magic cause I'm truly not, you know, we're just mm-hmm. in a lull. And, yeah. Um, and it's
0: common at this, at, in, in the summer, that's really when we hit the, the, you know, the biggest lull of the year. And I know Wizards tries to make, uh, make that not be the case by releasing the core set with new cards, kind of figuring it's like, oh, it's, you know, new cards. And I think people get up or get excited about it, but summer is just i think there's so much going on outside of magic for people and uh, vacations and you know things like that uh i think it just naturally becomes a lull we also get one in, in the winter around christmas time um you know at least in the northern hemisphere the winter is christmas time uh but you know right, what i mean right, we get right. that kind of thing happening there are a couple of spots in the year where we have lulls um but i think you're right like you can you know set aside all distractions and sit there and actively play arena or moto. Um, and I think that will make it feel a lot more like magic to you. Um, but if you are playing while you're cooking eggs and uh, handling a toddler and, um, try, you know, things like that, like I do. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 real passive. Like it's really like, that's what happens to me a lot because I'll, I'll set my laptop up on the counter I'm making my breakfast. I'm making my daughter's breakfast. She's coming over to me. She's two years old. She's like, this fell off of my baby doll. Like, put it back on. And I put it back on. And seven seconds later, it fell off again. And she screams like she's being killed. And it's like, (laughs) no, like, sorry. And so it's just like, I I can't win a game because I can't even think for you know stretches of, of 10 to, to 15 seconds at a time but also that's like oh she's being quiet for for five minutes but I'm also making eggs you know like I'm also doing other things <laughs> unloading the dishwasher so this is this is my life uh, in a lot of cases and and I can tell you those games are not as enjoyable they feel very passive like you said but the times when I get to sit down and I'm like uninterrupted um, and and play that's when it feels real so I think that's just a matter of of your circumstances and how you decide to play and where you, whether or not you decide to squeeze every possible moment of playing magic (laughs) into your life, which is why we need it on the phone. So I can do it when I'm in the bathroom (laughs) uninterrupted Uh, or wherever else, you know,
1: Squeeze some more magic into our life.
0: uh, That's right. Uh, (laughs) Elevators walking across the street,
1: (laughs) things like that. Uh, Please don't, don't play magic often. while you're crossing the street. I'll pass to read the turn. That.
0: I'll pass the turn, and then I will cross the street, and then I'll, you know, resume playing. Joey um, used
1: to read the magic books on his way to work, and he was driving on the highway. So I anyway,
0: did read in in the car, but I was usually in traffic. It wasn't like I was driving fast. <laughs> I was usually sitting in traffic, but I did.
1: I and like, he had a good little. He had a good system. It wasn't like he was looking away. He had, he had it on the steering wheel. I did. But uh, so anyway, I've watched you do it. Yep. Um,
0: <laughs> it's been years it's been this is like going back almost 20 years i think but yeah, yeah. i did do it um <laughs> not a good idea
1: nope don't do that um so uh real quick i'm going to talk about historic i kind of want to skip but i'm not going to i'm going to talk about historic real quick get this out of the way so um they've changed some of what historic's going to be um so they were saying that it was going to be a best of one they're saying they weren't going to add any uh, older sets ranked cues. um They're changing that. I'm getting a lot of this just from the announcement, from the state Mm -hmm. of the beta. Uh, We'll link it in the show notes so you get the full picture. Um, So, they do want to find a competitive aspect to it. Um, They're going to add a ranked queue, and it's going to just go into your standard ranking, um, which I think is interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. But they're also going to add some new cards, which sounds really interesting. Apparently it says no restrictions on set types or rarities. So that means it could be stuff that isn't modern legal. It could be legacy or vintage legal, potentially. Um, They're able to like
0: sculpt this format. Basically like it's, it's standard plus however we want to sculpt it, you know, prior to IXALON, right? Like it's current standard. (laughs) That's what I mean. Plus whatever we want to, we want to add prior to IXALON, and then everything that's standard forward. Um, But they, they're able to sculpt this in an interesting way. I They've never done this with a format before that I know of where you can just be like, okay, here's the format, but we're just going to add these cards, like here, this handful of cards or these 20 cards. Did they, right. they said it was something like 20 cards a quarter, right?
1: Something uh, – it just says regularly. Oh, yeah, every okay. quarter, yeah. yeah. They said 15 to 20 cards are going to be added in November. Yeah. Um, And they said they will mostly come out independent of standard sets. I guess that means like separately they're not going to be just mixed in – or.
0: Yeah, they're going to they're, they're, they're just releasing them as they want. Like this is now in historic. That's it. I mean, right. since the format is arena only at the moment, there's really no confusion to be had, I think, because if you're building a, a historic deck, I would assume that you could see all the cards that are historic legal on Arena, on Arena. So you would be able to see those cards and you wouldn't have to like specifically seek them out, you know? Um, they would show up in the deck builder. But yeah, it's kind of crazy so yeah they're just going to release them i don't i think there was a way to i think you can win them all there was going to be a a way to like an event you know how they have these weekly events and things that you can play and you can win them all or i think you might be able to just get them all if you enter the event like you pay to enter the event you get all the historic cards those those 20 or 15 cards um and then you have them so i don't really know exactly how it's going to work but it does sound interesting because they are able to really just sculpt the format and introduce cards, whatever they, they want. And it's like, you know what? We want brainstorm in this format. Here you go. Yep. Because that's likely. I think
1: it's, I think it's, <laughs> yeah, you wish. Um, I think it's really cool. I think that like, um, I think it's going to be interesting and, and, and it's neat that they get to not have to put a whole set into the program. Right. Because like, that's a pain. Yeah. Um, so I get that. I get them not um, wanting to add the whole set um because you know 85% of those cards will never get played right so they exactly. just wasted all this time creating these cards like we know what you want and we're going to slowly give it to you right you know um and thank god they have play design right i mean because it seems like they're going to be working overtime sure um to get this format going yeah um i like that uh now the one thing that i don't necessarily like and that um Evan Irwin definitely does not like is the um, is the wild card uh, situation for historic yeah. cards. So, uh, so so it's going to be beginning in November. So you actually have until uh, this November update. They don't have an exact date on that, mm-hmm. um, but you have until November to get the cards that are rotating out of standard that you want at the one for one normal. Like you you use a rare wild card, you get a rare copy. Of a historic card. Right. Um, starting in November, it's going to be two for one. So you have to use two wild cards to get one historic card. I'm guessing of the associated rarity, right? Right, right. Um, and Evan is – Evan does not like this. Evan has posted near daily about how bad of an idea this is. And I try to retweet
0: at, it every time I see it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm and, totally I, with him.
1: I agree. Um, I think the only time – one rare card or two rare cards should get you one copy of a card is if they let you trade up. So I've been saying, I've been talking about this since, oh, like, right. for like months and months Two rares months. for a mythic or something. Like if they let us take two uncommons and make one rare or make two, take two rares and make one mythic, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like that would be a much better system of, for the wild cards because, Rare wild cards are so hard to come by because you need so many rare cards, but you don't get that many rare wild cards. So you just wind up making inferior versions of decks to play, which, again, factors into Arena feeling like an inferior version of Magic to me. Right. You know, the fact that I can't run every copy of every card I have in my Arena deck because I just don't have the wild cards to do it. Makes me feel like I'm playing a crappier version of the deck that I want to get better with, and I can't get better with the deck unless I have the exact list. Yeah. You know. Um, so uh, I think that's the only. I think they should allow that, but I don't think that it should be the other way around. Now, I, now if they wanted to do like one for one, or if you want to trade up, you'd have to do four for one. Right. One for historic, I'd be fine with that. Like, oh, you really want this historic, this rare wild card or this rare card? It's going to cost you four uncommon wild cards. Okay. Sure, you know. I don't know. I, I've always felt like that's a good way to do it. I see what um, you're saying.
0: So it's like you would, and your your uh, idea would be okay. You can trade up, you know, rarities and for standard cards and everything. But if for, yeah, if it's for historic, uh, you could still trade up, but but the trading up would would be more uh, difficult, like it would be, or more expensive, quote unquote, right? Sure. So something like that. I mean, I think really, I wish the economy, the card economy, would be. Uh, adjusted in a way similar to what you're saying, but you could also trade down. Meaning, like I've I've got I've got a mythic rare. Can I break it into eight rares? Because if, if mythics are eight times as rare, I'm, that's where I'm getting that number. But even twice twice as rare, right? So I've got a mythic rare wild card. Can I split it into two rares? Like that kind of thing. So I just I think they should be. You should allow players to to split to go. You know, both ways. I've never,
1: I've never thought about that, but my initial uh, reaction is yeah. You know, I I think that makes sense, but I think it only would be two for one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like two for one to rare, two for one to uncommon, two for one to common.
0: Right. If it's Um, it's the same in both directions, then that's fine. You know, like, yeah, fine with me. But this whole idea that they're going to basically charge you extra for to play this format uh, that they ostensibly want people to play, like you're making the barrier to entry to this format more difficult. And it's not because the cards are out of print. Like physical print, it's digital. They're programmed. There's nothing, there's no barrier for, for, on Wizard's end. Like, they're not, they're not putting forth more effort to get these particular cards. Or, like, you know, in two months when I decide I want a fourth copy of Search for Canta for my historic deck and I only have three, um, that's, I don't know what I have. But anyway, right. Uh, but Search for Canta has rotated. Now I need to spend two wild cards to get it. Like, why? What is, I, would did wizards do twice as much for me to what I'm just, I don't understand. Why yeah. do I need to spend twice as much? You didn't, you know, this card isn't out of print. It's not more rare now. Like it's not, it's pick. I mean, it's, it's zeros and ones. It's not pixels. It's also
1: pixels, right. I guess, but you know, <laughs> it's zeros and ones. Well, that's where the extra this, wild card comes in the, them pixels. Yeah.
0: Those pixels. Right. So I don't the pixels, man. I don't know. Man. It's just, it's <laughs> ridiculous. I, and it's really frustrating. they, they announced this, you know, format that's going to come out. It's going to be like arena modern. It's going to be a way for players to play their old standard cards that rotate out on arena. Since we can't trade them away, since we hit, they have zero value as of right now. Like until they announce this format, these cards that rotate have zero value because you can't play them. Uh, we're going to make it like- so you can play them. Okay, that's great. And what's the format going to look like? Well, exactly like standard until we, you know. Decide to add, or until another set comes out. You know, okay, that's, I guess, okay, you're going to make <laughs> us wait for it to, to have new cars and be at all different than standard. Oh, all right. I kind of well, get it,
1: things- though. I kind of get it. I mean, like, they don't want to quite do modern, but they kind of want to recreate that experience on Arena. Yeah. So they're like, you know, what are we missing? You know, are we missing, um, we're missing, uh, you know, shards of Alara. No, not really. We're not really missing shards of Alara. Well, what, what would it take to really make it feel like modern? Oh, I know. How about a barrier to entry based on cost?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go.
1: Perfect. Well, there you go. Now yeah. it's gonna feel. It's gonna feel like a simulation. It'll be yeah. perfect. People won't notice the difference. Yeah. Let's make it hard. Let's make it cost more to play this, and then it'll feel like you're playing an older format. Yeah. Because it costs more money.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's basically the the best explanation there oh, is. From the flavor aspect, I get it. And, uh, yeah, it's true. It's true.
1: It's very flavorful.
0: <laughs> uh, but I just feel like, you know, I, I guess what I was trying to recap here was our, our history of historic <laughs> up till now. And it's like, it seemed like it was going to be awesome. And then it seemed like it was kind of lackluster. And then they made this announcement just last week and... It's very exciting, and I think it was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. So, fine. They don't have these older sets. I wish they did, but I get it. Fine. They're going to add cards. I don't know what cards they're going to choose. That Snap- sort of – Snapcaster <clears throat> uh, What's that? Yeah, Snap- Snapcaster. Caster. Of course. Snapcaster Brainstorm. Just all the cards that I want.
1: Um, I honestly think Snapcaster will be one of the first 15 to 20 cards. Well, that would be,
0: that would be great, uh, but we'll see. I, I'm not going to even speculate on that because I don't want to get my hopes up.
1: Um, Get your hopes up, Joey. I'm calling it (laughs) Snapcaster Mage.
0: It's too soon, but I didn't ask. Anyway, uh, so the – where was I? Anyway, they make this announcement last week, and I think it was like 90 – positive and then they were like but with this last 10 percent, we're gonna just stick a screwdriver in your back you know <laughs> here we're gonna charge you twice as much and it's like <laughs> come on what did you really have to do that you made you finally made historic sound more exciting to me you, you made this thing that i was basically dismissing uh into something exciting and then you go oh we're gonna charge you twice as much for it and so i don't know i mean i don't know I don't. We don't know specifics. I don't know what cards they are. So I don't. You know, in terms of their fifteen and twenty, because I assume these are just out the gate going to be two wild wild cards because that's you know they're not in, printed in standard. These cards they're going to add, so they're going to be two wild cards right away. Or you're going to be able to buy a bundle, uh, which I think that at least makes me feel like okay, that might be okay uh, depending on how much it costs. I don't know.
1: Um, I've got the I've got the quote I needed. From the okay. Simpsons. So really Homer agree. says, Do you sell toys? The house of evil owner says, We sell forbidden objects from places men fear to tread. We also sell frozen yogurt, which I call Frogurt. Well, I'll need something for my son's birthday. Perhaps this will please the gentleman. Take this object, but beware, it carries a terrible curse. Oh, that's bad. But it comes with a free Frogurt. That's good. The yoke the Frogurt is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your choice of toppings. That's good. The <laughs> toppings contain potassium benzoate. That's bad. Can I go now? <laughs> but um
0: Yes, this is exactly Exactly what it's like it's like good and bad and good and bad it I don't even know if I want to play historic or not all I know is this is ridiculous this the way that they're trying to like they to shoehorn a non-rotating format into arena uh, but I I don't know I don't see any reason why they're doing it other than you know, make more money. Like, okay, we're going to charge you twice as much, so it's a money
1: grab. You're not breaking news. Corporation wants to make more money. Yeah, we'll get sure. And I guess yeah, we don't have more-
0: to buy it. We don't have to buy into it. So, guess what? I won't. You know, if it's well, if it's going to be that wanna- bad, I'm not going to. You know,
1: skirt sk- uh, skirt this as best as you can. You have until November to trade it, to trade in your wild cards for standard legal cards at a one for one rate. So, anything you think you want to play. Or think you would want to play in Historic, Rampaging for Ocedon, you know, you're thinking, oh, I don't want to craft those, they're going to rotate out of Standard in a month. You know, but you're like, ooh, I'd love to play it in Historic. Craft them now yeah. because when you get time later, it's going to be two for one and you're going to be annoyed. So you have until November. So right. there is time to rectify this as best you can and to be proactive and to get the cards that you want. Get your lands.
0: Right. That's going to yeah, be I the think, big I thing. Think, get your lands. I
1: think it was actually Saffron Olive I think saw so tweet that, that the yeah. lands will be the backbone of the format. So get all your lands that you haven't crafted yet. I think. No, I know I have some. I think I have Temple Gardens I haven't crafted and right, a couple but, other right, things. But
0: those don't rotate.
1: That's true.
0: You don't need to worry but about the, the shock lands yet.
1: <laughs> that's true, unless you want to play green white. Um,
0: well, meaning like you don't need it, to worry about them getting them for right, histo- away. right away. Yeah, I mean for historic, they're not rotating.
1: Sun Pedal so the- Grove, then, or whatever it's called. Yeah,
0: like the like Glacial Fortress and, and that yeah, that batch yeah. of, of lands that are in uh, Ixalan, um, yes. things like that. Yeah, you need those lands uh, if you if you're going to want to play those lands in historic, get them before November.
1: You're probably going to want to, too, because there's not going to be a new set of rare duels in, um, in Throne of Eldraine. That has right. been confirmed.
0: They did confirm that, which is is interesting because it's very uh, – I was going to say it's very rare, but it's actually mythic that they don't print rare duels in a new set in a, in a, on a new plane. You know, It's kind yeah. of uh, – it's extremely rare that they, they would do something like that. I can't think of another set where they didn't do that, um, where they didn't have like a, a cycle of rare duels. Yeah. Um,
1: the so man is going to be tight yeah. coming up here in the fall.
0: Yeah. because we are uh, we're losing all we're losing the whole glacial fortress, you know, uh duels so we just have shocklands
1: and that's it. And the um and the scrylands. Oh the yeah, the no, scrylands.
0: I'm sorry the enemy scrylands. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Which so. black and white and red and white. So they really are trying to push this uh Mardu uh uh, knights deck, aren't they?
0: I mean, it seems like the Knights are a huge theme, at least based on some of the previews we've seen Some uh, from uh, Throne of Eldrain. So, why don't we jump yeah, into that? Of, Do we want to? Yeah,
1: well, one of the things that we you know, one of the places we've seen these previews is on Arena. You know, so we've got these Brawl decks um, that they've given us uh, for, a, for an event that I think ended shortly before or shortly after we record this, mm-hmm. um, the first round of that. I don't know what else they're doing. I think they're doing the standard 2020 um event starting today so by the time you hear this you're not even gonna be able to play the brawl thing it's already over but it was interesting because they we got to play cards from throne of eldraine like a whole month before they came out you know um so i thought that was cool and i like the fact that we got to do that um i think it's really weird that command tower is in a standard set but that's a whole other story <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that is weird that's,
1: that's really weird. I'm like, okay, so I got this land that does nothing. Great. <laughs> at least they put it at common, so you know you can go, okay, whatever. It's not like an uncommon. Right. Um, but it was cool. Uh, the one thing that really was kind of rough about it, though, was that you pretty much couldn't win if you were on the draw. Like, it got so bad, it got to the point where uh, Ryan was, as soon as he saw he was on the draw, he conceded, and he would keep reloading, and actually last night, I was trying to get my six wins, and I quickly realized that his strategy was literally the best strategy in Brawl. So, um, as soon as I would be on the draw, i just concede. Next game. On the draw, concede. Next game. <laughs> wow. And then you go, go, oh, I guess I'll play this out, and then, like, by turn six, you've got one creature, and they've got this huge board of stuff, and then they just played a 6-6 that, like, you know, fights a creature every time a creature enters the battlefield. It's like, okay, yeah, I lose. Like, why am I wasting my time playing these games? So the, the the decks were designed, like, way in favor of the person who uh, who plays first. Too much so. And that was a big problem. Um, but it was – overall, it was fun to play those cards. You know what I mean? It was fun to try those cards out. Right. Um, I think – I don't know. I'm not going to get too much into that because, again, it's already irrelevant information that's passed.
0: It's cool that they, they had it, though, like this this it's event.
1: Cool, it's cool they did it. Um, I hope they do more stuff like this again in the future because it was really neat just getting your hands on these cards for the first time, even if they're not literally your hands. Um, But I got to play Crystal Slipper, you know, I got to play Witching Well, a bunch of new cards that like, you know, not super rare cards, but cards we started to kind of get the feel of the set. Right. So let's talk about the set. Yeah.
0: I think uh, um, you probably need to refresh Mythic Spoiler because I just did. (laughs) uh We've, We've got some new cards. Uh, and some of them look pretty cool. Um, I wasn't listening to you talk about Brawl, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I was reading cards. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm like still reading some of these new cards. Let's let's talk about that land that I mentioned, the Witching Well. Uh, or I'm sorry, Witch's yes. Cottage. That's what I meant, not the Witching yes, Well. Yes, yes, yes. Witch's yes. Cottage. So this, this land is uh, presumably part of a cycle. And I think right now it's the card that I'm most – excited about just about its potential and um sorry i scrolled way too far down on mythic spoiler and i was looking at cards ah! from like uh i don't know a previous set or something uh okay here we go where september 3rd we saw uh, there which is
1: it. got it okay it
0: is a it is a common which is cool uh land swamp it uh enters the battlefield tapped unless you control three or more other swamps when Witch's Cottage enters the battlefield untapped, you may put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. So, um, I mean, that's that's not quite draw a card on a land, but being able to rebuy something, uh, one of your creatures, I think is is going to be. I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, and I think what makes it good, at least what I think will make it good, is having it alongside Fetchlands, where you're like, uh, you can decide to do this sort of on a whim you put one of these in your deck and then you you fetch it up at your opponent's end step or something and put something on top or you know get a creature back put it on top and then you draw it so something like that of course i'm thinking of it alongside snapcaster mage because that's the creature that i like to play best um <laughs> you know it's it's uh i think it's an interesting idea here where it's forcing you to play other swamps but those swamps don't have to be basic swamps and you can you know true. play them alongside the shock lands and uh, I, I think that's going to matter because obviously shock lands are in standard now if we do get fetch lands that will be when <laughs> as we as we expect out of zendikar uh, next fall we won't have the shock lands at that point but i still I like that this is fetchable by a uh, uh, yes. fetch land that grabs a swamp. And I think, you know, maybe we see something like this in, in modern even like, I, I don't know. It kind of, it feels like it has a lot of potential and I'm really excited to see what the rest of the land cycle is going to be.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to see the cycle. I think that's all I really have to add about that. You right. know what I mean? Is that I'm excited to see the cycle and this is a, a good tease for that. You yeah. know, right? uh, I think it's really cool. I like the fact that if you don't have enough swamps, it falls over. Um, yeah, you to yeah hold that's it up true.
0: Right? Flavor-wise, it's kind of like the Wicked uh, Witch's Cottage needs some time to be built or something. <laughs> like, I, I don't know.
1: Uh, it just needs some swampland to, to be built on. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, keep in yeah, mind, though,
0: someone mentioned um, Amulet. And it was like, oh, because you, know, you put the Witch's Cottage into play and Amulet. You know, lets you lets it not come into play untapped, but that's not actually how amulet it, it untaps works. It. Exactly, so it doesn't work that way with amulet. Um, although I understand why your mind might go right to that because amulet of vigor lets you basically play. You know it, it, the shortcut in your head is oh, lands that enter the battlefield tapped don't right? <laughs> like, but really they do enter the battlefield tapped. You just untap them. So uh, in this case, which is cottage and amulet is not actually the combo that you want it to be. Um, <laughs> Your turn.
1: Yes. I just want to talk about the card right next to it here. Uh, love Struck Beast okay. just because I want to talk about the um, the adventures. Okay. Um, so – and I just love the flavor on this so much. This is a very awesome Vorthos set. You know what I mean? It like, so
0: is. I love this.
1: It's like the best. And, I, and I'm, I'm absolutely in love with the uh, the mythology here. Uh, because a lot of it's mythology that was already in place previously. Exactly. So we have nostalgia built in to this set without it being a plane we visited. Right. Um, which is great. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful marriage. Uh, so anyway, um, there's this card called Love Struck Beast. And now, it speaking is a of a beautiful
0: marriage, this is a ta- yes, tale as old as time.
1: <laughs> right? Uh, there's a little bit of... There's some, you know, I don't know, there's some problematic elements there, but we're not gonna get into all that. We're just gonna focus on the positives. So, um a green and two, it's a rare, it's a beast noble, it's a five five. So a pretty beefy creature for three mana. Right. Uh, but Love Struck Beast can't attack, can block for the record. Can't attack unless you control a one one creature, right? So you would need a second card to make that happen. Or you could cast the spell that is on this card. So there is a a second spell called Heart's Desire. And it is in the text box like a book, like folded open like a book. Heart's Desire. You got to see it. This is a great podcast. Uh, it's one green. Uh, it's a uh, sorcery adventure, right? So it's, you know, subtype of sorcery called adventure. Create a 1 1 white human creature token. First of all, why does she got to be white? Um, and then uh, you can exile the card. And you can cast that creature later from exile. Um, And so basically, you cast Heart's Desire. You create a 1-1 human creature token. Then you exile this card, and then you can pay 3 and play it as Lovestruck Beast. Or you can just play it as Lovestruck Beast if you've already got a 1-1. You you don't have to do that, but it's an extra spell. I feel like... I'm not sure... I'm, I'm curious to find out how often people will hold off... Playing love struck beast mm-hmm. until they can play the sorcery because some of the spells, like the creature, costs less than the adventure. So you could curve with the creature, or you could hold out, get the spell, and then the creature. And I feel like because two card, you know,
0: well, the heart's desire only costs advantage. one. Like I'm,
1: um, like I know, but. Let uh, I mean let me find an example of what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, there
0: are other ones that are
1: So for Foulmire Knight, just to read one, is a one black for a one one death touch zombie knight and it's a uncommon. It has the spell Profane Insight, which is a black and two. It's an instant adventure. You draw a card and you lose one life. Like how often are people gonna slam this down turn one, or how many how many times are people are gonna hold off so they can pay three, um, exile it and then pay one the next turn. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
0: Another good example is Flaxen Intruder, which is the, the Goldilocks reference here, which is a uh, creature human ber- berserker. It's an uncommon. It is a one-two for a green. Uh, whenever Flaxen Intruder deals combat damage to a player, you may sacrifice it. When you do, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Uh, but the adventure half costs green-green five, so seven mana. Uh, the sorcery adventure. Create 2-2 two, two green bear creature tokens. So in this case, you need the the bears, or you, you know you can you can wait until you have seven mana and get three two two bears, and then exile the card and then play Flaxen Intruder. So like the bears need to be there before Goldilocks can come into their house. <laughs> you know, like that's hilarious. Uh, like in a way, I mean, but you can just play Flaxen Intruder as a as a one two that can kill a, a an artifact or enchantment. I don't really get that as far as Goldilocks goes, but <laughs> you can do it that way uh, and just skip the adventure entirely. But it is—it's like such a weird. I, it's so hard to wrap my head around this, right? Like because for what first, first of all, like I don't really want to pay seven mana for three bears um, ever. Like, yeah, like that's not. What, what was uh, what was the one that was um that you liked a lot that was in like World Wake and it was? I feel like it cost like five and you get like a three-three, a two-two, and a one-one. Remember it was like an <laughs> elephant, a bear, and a snake or something. Oh, I don't even my know God. beast Do I... something.
1: Oh God! It was the best name for a card ever, too. And we
0: can't think of the name. But anyway, Damn it. It, I don't even think that costs seven mana. I feel like it costs five. And then you got. I mean, I know it's it's six power across three bodies, which is the same here. But still, I, I'm I'm saying like I don't feel like this is a card that I I would like to play, but. Uh, I don't know it's just it's just very strange. it's like I guess you have these two options on one card, which is always great, a card that gives you more options so you can play whichever one is relevant right like so on turn one, sure, you want something that's if you want a one two on board, you can
1: play it right away uh but Bestial if you, menace. Oh,
0: is that it? Bestial Menace? Okay.
1: Yeah, there's two green and three. A sorcery. Create a 1-1 one, one green snake, a 2-2 two, two green wolf, and a 3-3 three, three green elephant. The thing I like the most about it is that it's called Bestial Menace, but they just look like a regular snake, a regular wolf, and a regular <laughs> elephant, just chilling.
0: Not menacing enough.
1: Not menacing at all. Yeah. Like, the, do- like the, the, the wolf looks like a dog. Um, <laughs> it's a puppy. <laughs> yeah, right? Look, like careful, Jerry Lawler. But, um... <laughs> Uh, yeah so i don't know that in his voice this
0: mechanic is so i didn't catch what you said what did you say
1: i said i said i said careful jerry lawler you definitely did that in his voice
0: oh okay no no Um, i i hear okay um (laughs) yeah so i think this is such an interesting mechanic because okay you draw it early you draw it late you can play it either way and uh if you draw it if you draw it in a way that makes the sense to play the sorcery or the the adventure half first uh because i guess some of are all the adventures sorceries i'm Trying to dig through, but I imagine that's a... Story. No, no, there's an instant, because that was one of the new cards previewed. I think we need to talk about it right now, because uh, Heroes Downfall is back.
1: Oh, yeah! That's right, this is a pretty new one.
0: Yeah, this just came out right before we started recording. This is Murderous Rider. Uh, it's a rare. It's a creature, zombie knight. It costs black, black, and one for a 2-3 lifelink. When Murderous Rider dies, put it on the bottom of its owner's library. But, if you do the adventure half, it's called Swift End... Black, black, and one, same casting cost as Hero's Downfall. Instant Adventure, destroy target creature or planeswalker, you lose two life. So Hero's Downfall, for anybody who didn't play during Theros Standard, was basically the premium removal spell of the format. Um, And it was huge. You get an instant speed answer to planeswalkers, which is something we definitely need right now with all the planeswalkers uh, in Standard right now. So I think this this is great. And not only that, I mean, you lose two life. In this case, Hero's Downfall didn't have that, but uh, you cast this, and then you can cast the, this creature from exile, which is a 2-3 life link, and you gain that two life back as soon as it deals any damage. Um, so, I mean, it's basically Hero's Downfall with draw a creature, like, attached to it. Um, right. And, and then yeah. you
1: get that creature back in your library. If you have some way to get a zombie on top of your library or a knight on top of your library, you know, like, you can really uh – Cycle this thing a lot. Uh, if you can redraw it somehow, you know, right?
0: Like, yeah, it goes back on the bottom, so you can't use it over and over with like the Witch's Cottage, <laughs> right? Right, like Witch's Cottage, you can't ever put this back from your graveyard because it's never. Well, it's it's it can be in the graveyard if you discard it, um, but it's going to be exiled if you cast the the Adventure side, and then it's going right.
1: But then go ahead. But then you, but then you play the creature. Then the creature dies. It goes to your graveyard, and you put it on top with the Witch's Cottage.
0: No, no, no. When it dies, you put it on the bottom of its owner's library. Oh, that's
1: my point. Oh yes. Yeah. You you
0: can't hit it. Uh, I mean, unless you can
1: specifically meant for other creatures with this, you know what I mean? Like is what I meant, but yes, you're right.
0: Yeah. I think the, it's interesting because I guess you could, if you can fetch up a witch's cottage in response to the trigger, right? Like then you can put it back if you want, if you want to do that much work, but it's possible. If like, if you, if we do get fetch lands, I mean, right. Oh So, so murderous rider dies, uh, it, it hits the graveyard that's that's the trigger that trigger on the stack you fetch witch's cottage if you have a fetch land and then witch's cottage comes nice. and, and enters the battlefield and you put murderous rider nice. on top we're talking about combos you'll be able to use in 13 months if we're right about fetch lands you guys you're getting <laughs> premium content right here uh, <laughs> or you can do it in modern right now
1: <laughs> that's that's hilarious though that that's sweet that's actually pretty sweet um, I want to real quick, I just want to, I want to read this card and move on. Okay. Uh, but I just, I just read this card. I was like, what the hell? Doom foretold. This is just spoiled. Yeah. Um, by it's black, white, and two. It's an enchantment. It's a rare. <laughs> Listen to this. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player sacrifices a non-land, non-token permanent. If that player can't, <laughs> they discard a card. They lose two life. You draw a card. You gain two life. You create two white knight creature <laughs> token with vigilance, and then you sacrifice Doom Foretold.
0: Wow, that's a, a cruel cool ultimatum right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like, right? right we are really right, going back re- to some or some references ten years ago. Interesting, um, <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's like a checklist. Like I believe I made this yeah. reference in an earlier podcast, like episode two. Um, <laughs> about cruel ultimatum like you need to check down check all the boxes you're like well okay what do we do did you discard yeah okay did you lose two life oh no we gotta mark that okay okay did you draw <laughs> uh, no no you don't draw stop I draw uh you gain two life I, yeah, I gain two life I get a toy. Tw- you know it's like ridiculous <laughs> it's, it's like a checklist and it's not even a checklist have you, card.
1: um have you seen this other new card get the um get the sensor button ready
0: oh okay
1: this new card have you seen it it's called root snare
0: <laughs> wait 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 i did it's spelled okay. it spelled like it says questing beast
1: yeah <laughs> uh, uh yeah this
0: looks awesome this a, go ahead re- read this is,
1: this is so awesome this is great so it's uh two green and two uh it's a four four it's a legendary creature legendary creature beast and it's a mythic rare. I like the fact that it doesn't have a name, but it's still legendary. Right. It's just the questing – this is the questing beast. Right. This is the only I questing I wish it was beast. called
0: the de-questing beast rather than just questing beast.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, vigilance, death touch, haste. Beautiful. Questing beast can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Combat damage that would be dealt by creatures you control can't be prevented. Yeah, fog you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> fog yourself no, anyway. <laughs>
1: this card is called fog you um
0: no fog uh, whenever
1: you. whenever questing beast deals, this is also awesome whenever questing beast deals combat damage to an opponent it deals that much damage to target planeswalker that player controls so this thing's got a lot of text on it
0: and they're all it's all upside like this is great
1: it's Oh, this card is nasty. I love this. I love this, oh, this too. Is, and, you know,
0: I don't even play green, but I love this card.
1: I had a checklist, and this just checked all the boxes, <laughs> let me tell you. So,
0: I mean, 4 4 4, four uh, haste right away. Like that's, now, that's, to be clear. That's excellent. To,
1: oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. But to be clear, they can cast a Root Snare in response to you with this on the stack. You know, so like if they – if you so they have one more turn to Root Snare if that's their plan. You know, they you can cast this and they can go in response Root Snare that's, and then it resolves and you have that static ability. Interesting.
0: I, I kind of hadn't – I mean I guess you're talking about like uh, the layers here. This is <laughs> getting deep into well, the rules stuff, re-
1: right? Oh, wait. Well, oh, well, I guess – oh, no. I guess it would knock that off. Oh, OK. OK.
0: I mean it seems like –
1: Oh, we need a judge for that. Yeah, we do.
0: We do. But I'm pretty sure. Like the other cool thing is that this does is um, messes with protection, right? So something that might have like protection from whatever colors
1: nice. doesn't
0: have protection because that's what, or, or it still has protection. It can't be targeted, but it can be damaged by things that's of whatever right. color. The
1: damage can't be prevented. Element of protection is eliminated. Wow that's cool okay i didn't even i love that i didn't even think about that
0: and i think was the questing beast i think was in the the narnia books i mean the questing beast i think is kind of a mythological thing in general but the
1: sure that was a narnia based thing i
0: think so or i mean i know i i most recently remember it from uh from the the magicians by lev grossman like the magicians trilogy i don't know if you've read any any of those they've came out I don't know. No, nine years ago haven't. or something. The, the original, uh, the first book. But anyway, anybody who likes Magic: The Gathering, the card game, and likes things like Harry Potter or Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell or that kind of you know magic uh, kind of thing, check out The Magicians. It's it's uh, just a book re- recommendation from your friends at YoMTG Taps. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a trilogy. It's pretty cool. It's uh, it's basically a. a guy discovers it's kind of like the harry potter story but a little more grown up like the guy's going to college and and he discovers like oh wait uh narnia was real but it's not actually narnia it's just something that seems like narnia and he can he also can like go to the school to learn magic and it's kind of kind of interesting it's a really cool thing and there's a there's a television show too it's on i think it's on netflix um what is it called the magicians
1: okay okay but uh
0: i mean i read all the all right i read all the books and the show uh According to Sam Stoddard, I think, because he was uh, posting about it on Twitter a few months ago, um, he said it, it gets good. Because I, I watched like a little bit of the first season, and you know, most times you read a book and then watch the, the adaptation, you're kind of feeling like it's missing something. Um, but it sounds like the show gets pretty good, too. So, uh, uh, I don't know. Check it out. Random, off-topic, but The Questing Beast is mentioned uh quite a bit in those novels um which is why yeah. i think it had something to do with narnia
1: um i want yeah. to talk about one more yep. card and then i want to also mention one more thing that i thought was funny about another card and we can save everything else for the next episode. okay sounds good um so, uh, this card was just spoiled also. It's called Embercleave. Oh, so
0: cool. Um, this is so cool.
1: And, uh, yeah, Ryan was texting me all caps about this, so I figured I should talk about it on the episode. Um, so, Embercleave is a legendary artifact equipment. It's a mythic rare. It costs four red and... Or no, it costs four and two red. It has flash. This spell costs one less to cast for each attacking creature you control. So, if you got four attacking creatures, this costs two red. When it enters the battlefield... Attach it to target creature you control. Equipped creature has plus one, plus one. and has double strike and trample. Totally rad. This is super And, the great. Actual, and It has an equipped yeah. cost of three. Yeah, so if it falls off of that creature, you can re-equip for three, which is not that expensive. No,
0: it would be awesome if it could equip you know, uh, if it had like an option to equip at instant speed and cost less for each attacking creature you control, you'd do the same thing. That would be ins- that would be too strong. But this just, <laughs> just like, let me make Which it. Which is better. why it was
1: printed like this, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs>
0: the prime minister so- again. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, this card is so cool. Like I, I just I love that you can just toss somebody a sword. Right? It's yeah. basically like your creatures are attacking. You're like, let me just throw you this sword.
1: And I want to talk about something that's kind of counter flavor. This is just a brief mention is the card joust. So joust is an uncommon. It costs one in a red. It's a sorcery choose target creature. You control and target creature. You don't control the creature you control gets plus two plus one until end of turn. If it's a knight, then those creatures fight each other. So I think this card should be called lanced, like being (laughs) pants, uh, which we used to call being shanked for some reason. Um, so, uh, I figure if both creatures are knights, they should get plus two, plus one. Because this is just sucker punching someone with a lance. Right. It's like, hey, <laughs> hey, man, hey, poop. like, It's like, wait, but I'm... But... So this is not jousting, because jousting, both players set up, and they come at right. each other. I figure if you're both knights, you should both get a boost, because you both are skilled at jousting. But this is literally just someone going up to a guy who's feeding his horse and be like, like
0: <laughs> Yeah, and and also, as far as I know, like you can't joust with non-knights right like i mean right, right? like what do you what are you jousting with a dragon like hold just, on
1: no he just line up dragon he just gallops up to somebody and just smacks him in the back of the head and keeps <laughs> yeah going. It's so like,
0: this ah. is not jousting i think wizards needs to check the definition of joust um
1: <laughs> Jou- for the record jousting maryland state sports that's why we know a little bit more about it than anyone yeah, else
0: jousting um, dummy wait that's not jousting dummy this is jousting dummy <laughs> Uh, it's a 2-1 for two. I don't really care to read the card. It's just it's called Jousting Dummy. That's what I'm trying to say. It's called
1: Jousting Dummy.
0: <laughs> That's – anyway, we're going way off topic. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man, there are so many good cards to talk about. I love that today kind of like most of the spoilers have something to do with Cinderella. Uh, oh, well, at least they they seemed to early on. Like some of these cards had something to do with like Cinderella It was like uh, – Turn into a pumpkin, right? Is one of the cards, enchanted carriage mm-hmm. that that is uh, a vehicle that enters the battlefield with two one one white mouse creature tokens, and then you crew two. So basically, yeah. the mice become the the uh, coachman of the <laughs> of the carriage. It's like so great. Yes. It's a four four for five. Um, uh, return to Nature, which
1: is like th- in the art. But I want to equip it. I want to crew it with a Lotus Cobra because I'm weird.
0: I mean, the snake driving a, a <laughs> pumpkin is everybody's dream come true. Um, <laughs> uh, last card. So last card. Once Upon a Time. This was just spoiled earlier, yes. too. And I feel like this is this has the potential to be insane because, well, it's free. Uh, it's a green and one instant rare if this spell is the first spell you've cast this game, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Uh, so you just can play it on your opponent's turn one. If you're on the, the draw, <laughs> if you want, um, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or land card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any or in a random order. So, uh, I, I mean, this is I, my first thought was that it was Ancient Stirrings for free, but Ancient Stirrings finds right. colorless. Cards. That's why it gets lands. It's not land or creature. It's like creature or color, colorless. So uh,
1: does Ancient Stirrings put the card on top of your library? No,
0: Ancient Stirrings puts it in your hand. So it does. Uh, yeah. So it, this is like not quite Ancient Stirrings, but uh, yeah, this goes into your hand. Um, but just the fact that you can play it for free and you can play it in a deck that uh, you can play a lot less lands because now you you can just dig. You basically you you have your opening seven or however many lands or cards you settle on after mulliganing and then for free get to go five cards deep to find your land if you need it you, you know what i mean you how insane is that you draw your opening seven and you're like oh no lands but i have once upon a time <laughs> i'm gonna keep it <laughs> i mean that's that's yeah that's well, a little is, a yeah. but maybe you keep a one lander or a two lander you know depending on on your deck
1: i could see a two lander yeah, being but, uh being really good with this i mean if
0: you're playing a deck that's got like a lot of one drops, you're you might have like lana or else now that's not in standard one when, when this hits, it won't be in standard. But any kind of creature like that, where you're like, you're gonna be, uh, maybe you're building mono green stompy for modern. I don't know. And
1: uh, I mean, what's my rule, Joey?
0: If it's free, it's me.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> I said this in episode like one or two when we were uh, from the very first episode of the show. Never keep a two land. I never keep a two land hand. Which I think I've broken a million times since. Yeah, then. I've definitely broken. But uh, up. I said that in that episode. Uh, but I would definitely keep a two land ham with Once Upon a yeah, Time
0: in it, or Opt. That's that's my thing. Keep a two lander with Opt. Well, yeah. I'm good. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think you know. I know what you were saying about Ancient Stirrings. I think this could be like a fifth Ancient Stirrings. Like you know, a lot of those decks, a lot of decks in Modern will run one gemstone cast. Right. Nobody runs four of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're like, oh, maybe I play. Maybe I get them opening. Yeah. Cap. Cool. Exactly. You know, if nothing else, it's just another spell you can cast later. Right. Um. So I could see this being like a one of right. in modern, like easy, uh, but I could see it being a four of in standard.
0: Yeah, you know, it'll also. be interesting to see how this card gets played because it's still not bad for two mana to, to dig like that. Like, if, if you are in the market for a card that would for two mana would dig for a land or a creature, then you then this is already like incredible. It's way over the top because it's icing. You just get to most, play it for free.
1: Yeah, most of the one land, uh, most of the one mana spells uh, to this effect put the card on top of your library instead. Okay, so yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, like um, I can't remember, but all those, like, commune with the gods or whatever, like, those, yeah, you, like, look at the top X cards and put it on top of your yeah. library, you know, so you don't even get it that turn. And I love that it's an instant, uh, so too, this, like,
0: just that you are, yeah. you can literally do this when you're on the draw during your opponent's turn, because what else are you going to do? And then, yeah, you can do it at any point and draw your, you know, your land drop for the turn, or a threat when you've got a ton of lands, yeah. Um, so yep. I don't know. I, I love it. I love the design and I'm I'm hoping this is a cycle, although I don't know if that's as likely <laughs> because
1: I don't think so. Uh, you know, it All right, you know what though? It actually seems like that could be a cycle. Un- but that would
0: be The only thing is it's ridiculous. called Once Upon a Time. So I kind of feel like that's mm. that's an iconic phrase, but you, there's there's only like one other one and that would be like happily ever after, right? Like
1: <laughs> Well, the black one would be Once Upon a Midnight Dream. There you go. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Uh, it's very, very interesting design. I hope it's a cycle, but, but we'll see. And there, there are so many cards to talk about. Uh, the, we have three planeswalkers that we haven't even mentioned. And I don't think we should because we don't have time. Nope. <laughs> so we're going to have to save those for next episode. But I think, uh, Oko is the strongest actually of the three. I'm, I'm most excited about that one. Um, food tokens. We didn't even mention those. They're going to matter a lot in standard. Yeah, I think there's a
1: really great meme of, uh, Frank from Always Sunny, wolfing down like a sandwich with the caption gunshots in the background that I thought was really appropriate. It's like uh, when you're uh, when you <laughs> when your opponent's trying to burn you out and you've got a bunch of food tokens.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It, Just eat them all
1: up. It's great. You got to see it. It's a great podcast. Yeah, um, this is a great podcast.
0: <laughs> um, so I think that should wrap us up. Um, we are uh, we we did want to mention. So today September 9th and tomorrow. Being September tenth is the ten year anniversary of the show. Uh, that was the, our first episode was re- ever was recorded September tenth two thousand nine, and uh, it was posted like October fifth. So we took quite a while to edit it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we recorded it, and we were like, "Well, what do we do? Eh, we'll get around to it. you know what I mean." Like cause it wasn't yeah, basically. like it wasn't like a timely sort of episode where we were like, you know, talking about like current events. We were more talking about right. our history. So. Exactly. Um, so we didn't have a time – like a deadline to put it out, and we didn't have a deadline exactly. because nobody knew who we were. Um, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so we are coming up on that anniversary, and uh, we don't usually do anniversaries very well. Like uh, for like for episode 100, we stopped doing the show. Um, so <laughs> no,
0: we Rick-rolled everybody on April 1st. <laughs>
1: yeah, we were like, oh, hey, look, episode 100, it was in response to that whole uh, debacle with uh, – Mike Flores playing on camera and then his, him showing his opponent how he like would win, but his opponent going, okay, you decked yourself, I win. Like, or whatever it was. Yeah, there was,
0: there was something there. Yeah, we don't need to get and dig up that old drama, but that was, that was what we did when we were like, oh, it's episode 100. What should we do? How about nothing? (laughs) How about somehow cheat our way out of it? Um, So, yeah, yeah. we don't know exactly what we're going to do, but we're going to have some sort of anniversary episode coming up um, in the next couple of weeks. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're, we're still figuring it out. Um, but uh, And we'll also have some some new Fringe Division segments to talk about. We're going to uh, have one course. in
1: honor of the 10th anniversary. And we'll talk right, more about right. that when it actually comes up. But uh, yeah. I have something in mind. But,
0: um, but yeah, and we'll have tons of Throne of Eldraine spoilers to talk about we for the next, uh, next episode. So... Uh, I guess I Guess that's about it. Yeah. Anything else, Joe? I think I'm good, man. All right. Till next time, we're YoMTG Taps.
1: Make them have it. We-